Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Oh my god, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> this is Sarah. It's been so long. This is Katie and you you guys, the queen herself is back. <laughs> I, I know we've all missed her dearly. Sarah and I literally have not recorded in one month and I have missed the shit out of her as I'm sure you all have too I mean we did record um some pre-recordings that we released later but still I mean we we've it's just just not the same without you (laughs) honestly I felt the same like it was so bizarre when Katie messaged and was like can you believe we haven't recorded in a month? And I was at first, I was like, okay, I think she's pretty bad with timelines because that can't be true. <laughs> You're like, Katie's being dramatic again. <laughs> I was like, okay, Katie, calm down. <laughs> and then I actually like looked it up and I was like, fuck's sake, it has been a month. Like May just went by in a, a blink. Like I don't even know what happened in May. It's just completely it flew by. I mean. The older I get, the more I say that. And I understand why my parents said it, you know, and older people when I was younger were saying like, oh, time goes by so fast. And as a kid, you're like, nah, and then you get to our age and you're like, well, May just didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) But like, honestly, and even it was, I was like last week sometime I met up with a friend before we moved from Berlin to London and she was saying like, talking about her new job. And I was like, oh yeah, this is like your second week. How's it gone? Like, you know, how's it going? And she's like, I've been at the company for a month now. And I was like, no, it hasn't been a month. Because in my mind, literally the first of May was just last week. Like, right? It's bizarre. It's (sighs) It's insane. But thank you guys for being a patient and understanding. And we had some incredible guests on the show with Katie. Um, who definitely did a great job. I listened to them and I was like, oh, this is really fun and exciting. So thank you for our special guests who filled yeah. in when I was not here. And yeah. of course, a big thank you as always to Katie for holding down the fort while I'm, you know, farting away doing all this other stuff. Um, <laughs> the least I can do. <laughs> but I will say we have missed talking about farts and poop because that hasn't <laughs> happened without you around. <laughs> Listen, so that is always going to happen more so these days, because for those listening, I obviously maybe if you follow me on social media, I just made my little announcement recently. But for the patrons, I told them, I think like a month or two ago, again, timelines, I don't know, I can't tell you when I told them, because it's like yesterday, but um, I am pregnant. Uh, where I am so happy that it's out. I'm so happy because I've been holding this in for months. I mean, you've been holding it in longer, and of course, I'm just gonna make it about myself. But <laughs> please do. I I need it. To be I'm like so it's not about me. <laughs> it's just been so um difficult to not say anything on the podcast, and I'm we're all just so 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 excited for you. And she, you got you all need to go follow her on Instagram. She looks so cute with her little bump that's just now emerging and it's just so wonderful and I'm just (laughs) I just have all the happy feelings for you (laughs) thanks you guys were so loved like everyone who commented it was just like of course I'm extra hormonal and emotional so I just cry about everything these days but I was like oh all the love and support is amazing and I just appreciate you guys being so understanding and patient with me because I have been quite MIA but we 
As typical Sarah and Greg Way were like, hey, let's move country, start a new job, and have a baby in the same year. Let's yeah. do all the things. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> oh, so May was just insane. I also had my niece visiting. So I was trying to do all the traveling stuff and saying goodbye to friends in Berlin and pack and organize and move to London and start my new job this week and not feel like I'm going to die every day because pregnancy is rough. Not I'm, I'm being totally dramatic. It's not that bad. But it's fucking exhausting, and um, yeah. Well, yeah, you're growing. You're growing a human. You're literally I'm creating a human. Yeah. So you have every right to feel exhausted and to talk about, like we've said, some of the parts of pregnancy that maybe aren't always talked about, especially in in just society in general. But then growing up in a religion such as Mormonism, yeah. where everything is just toxic positivity all the time. So you have every right to take a break and feel exhausted. And like you said, our listeners, they're very understanding and we're all here for you. And we have this wonderful community, a lot of Exmos that we were always taught were like these bitter, mean ex-Mormon apostates, yet they've been <laughs> like the nicest people that we've ever met, truly. Oh my God. <laughs> they've been incredible. You guys are just so amazing. And actually when I announced my pregnancy on Patreon. Um, it was incredible to see all of the lovely messages, but also so many of our listeners just being like, and our patrons being like, oh, I'm actually, you know, I specialize in this or this or that. That's like relative to what I'm going through at this moment. So it's really reassuring to know, like, if I have questions about anything related to my pregnancy or delivery or post-delivery that I can just reach out to some of you guys. So that is really comforting because I tell you what, I knew nothing about pregnancy and I still don't. And I'm like, I don't know, just figuring it out, just <laughs> farting and pooping away in public because <laughs> it just is uncontrollable now. So I'm just like, whatever. Like now I have an excuse before I did. And now it's just like, whatever, I'm pregnant. I just farted and with it. <laughs> I'm making a child and it just pressed on my stomach. So I farted. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Like I burp all day. I fart all day and I have really bad heartburn 24 seven. So it's great. How, how epic would it be if we caught a Sarah fart on the podcast? <laughs> I mean, they have happened almost every episode. You guys just haven't heard them or maybe you have. And mother noise oh that's hilarious oh my god I didn't know but all right that's a gem a hidden a little gem for all of you just keep your ears perked up and be like is that I know if you ever hear those frogs in the background if they're getting stepped on it's me cute um okay so I also have I want to shout out to our patrons that we've accumulated and uh, we have quite a few, but we're just so appreciative of all of you. I'm going to start with Mark, who joined us in Outer Darkness. Thank you so much, Mark. We just made you your personalized video that will be sent to you shortly. Um, yes. yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Then and thanks have... for being patient, because normally, and we say this in the video we just sent you, normally we get our Outer Darkness videos out there as soon as possible, but obviously with everything going on it just was delayed so thank you for being patient and understanding and we just yeah. really appreciate you yeah next we have um anna hi anna thank you for joining us We're hi so anna next is Teresa. hello welcome thank you 
Hello, Teresa. And I, you're probably going to hate this comparison, but I just got into Real Housewives of New Jersey. And so every time I hear Teresa, I'm like, is it Teresa or Teresa? Which way do you go? Anyways. Oh, my God. And yet another topic that has not been pressed. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, we have Ronnie, also in Outer Darkness. Thank you so much, Ronnie. We also sent you your welcome video Ronnie and that's what I did in your welcome video because your name is amazing and I can't stop singing it so a lot of singing in that video <laughs> <laughs> oh we also want to welcome Andrew hello Andrew thank you so much for joining us oh hello Andrew what a dapper name Andrew dapper. <laughs> um we also have Steph hi Steph welcome thank you so much Hi, Steph. I'm not going to say Stephanie. It's Steph, and I love it. I love the little short and the Steph. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have Caitlin. Hello, Caitlin, and welcome. Thank you. Hello, Caitlin. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Lots of people ask me if my full name is Caitlin, and uh, fun fact, it's not, but I love the name Caitlin. I do. It's a really nice name. But your name is like unique. It's with a D, but it's not an obnoxious Utah name. It's like a really cool one. Katie. <laughs> I'm not a regular Katie. I'm a cool Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a basic bitch Katie. I'm a cool Katie. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm totally a basic bitch. I'm all, all embrace it. <laughs> um, next, we have Beth. Hello, Beth. And thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Beth. Also a lovely name. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Elena. Hi, Elena. Welcome. Oh, Thank Elena. you. Even more. No, you guys all have lovely names, but Elena is so like classy, like Elena. Elena. Hello. And last but definitely not least, uh, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer, and welcome. Thank you so much. You all are incredible. You are amazing. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome, and a big thank you, and huge virtual hug I'm sending to each one of you. Thank you so much for your support and for just, yeah, wanting, wanting to support us on Patreon. Like what, what the fuck? That's amazing. It's amazing. And we say it all the time, but I'll say it again. Literally the patrons keep the podcast going. They're literally our producers. So thank you so much. We can't thank you enough. Thank you a lot. Okay, friends, today's topic comes to you from Sarah herself. Um, she <laughs> <laughs> she got these emails. So I guess, do you want to explain yourself? Are you signed up for these emails? <laughs> Let me explain myself. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't actually know how I'm signed up for Deseret News emails. I, I wonder if like way back in the day I purchased something at Deseret Bookstore or something and I signed up for these like emails that give me like news updates because I've been getting them for years and years and years and I almost unsubscribed whenever I left the church but then I thought like ah, oh, sometimes these are really good material mm. and you know, most of the time they are but then I just forget about them and they piss me off so much that I just delete them but this one... <laughs> <laughs> this email came, it was like, oh, new, like news updates from Deseret News, like check out your latest news report, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like a list of really obnoxious news articles. And it was right around the time with the horrible and awful and really sad shooting that happened in Texas. So I was like on a, a 
rage anyways. And I was like, what the fuck are they going to say about these shootings? Like, are they really going to tell parents? Because, like, the article was, like, talking about, you know, dealing with anxiety. Like, parents are dealing with anxiety after the shooting. And I was like, really? This is so hypocritical. I can't deal with it, blah, blah, blah. And then there were just all of these articles that I shared with Katie saying, like, can we just cover some of these? Because they're not only, like, a huge eye roll, but, like, if you just click on their website, it's it's a treasure chest full of ex-Mormon material, basically. Yeah, I don't know how we haven't, or I mean, you've thought of it, but I hadn't thought to cover, like, the Deseret News in general before. Um, so, great idea. And, yeah, so Sarah sent me over these articles, and I... I honestly, I didn't have the heart to cover the one about the shooting. I've just been so upset about the whole thing. So that is on the Deseret News website if you guys want to go look. But I personally, of the ones that Sarah sent me, I picked a different one to cover. That's a little bit more just like eye-rolly and a little bit lighter because it's been a heavy time for sure. And I not, you know, I know it's important to talk about those things, but I just couldn't get myself to that level this week. So yeah, I picked one of the other ones that Sarah sent me. Um, so thank you for that, Sarah, for yes. us of the Deseret. Um, thank before, you, Deseret News. Um, and Sarah's going to cover the the article that she picked first. Wait, right? Yes. Yeah. We were like, oh. let's decide before we get on the call. We're trying, so we to don't be do the... we're trying to be professional, and then I forget what I even decided. Jeez. Um, so before you start, I just want to tell the people, maybe some listeners don't know what Deseret News is, perhaps if they live out of, right, out of Utah. So the Deseret News is a newspaper that's published in Utah, and it has the largest Sunday circulation in the state. The Deseret News is owned by Deseret News Publishing Company, a subsidiary subsidiary of Deseret Management Corporation, which is a holding company owned by... The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day yep. Saints. <laughs> the paper's name, Deseret, is derived from the word for honeybee in the Book of Mormon. So it is a J-Dog made-up word, Deseret. Yep. <laughs> and um, the editorial tone of the Deseret News is usually described as conservative and is often assumed to reflect the values of its owner, the LDS Church. And the newspaper does not accept advertising that violates church standards. So <laughs> you won't see any Starbucks ads in the Deseret News. <laughs> no, you won't see any Pornhub ads at all. Oh my God. <laughs> Which newspaper is advertising? <laughs> That's what I want to know. What newspapers are you reading? <laughs> I'm Sarah? just a very well-rounded person. Okay. <laughs> Just very, yes, you're very <laughs> scholarly. <laughs> I just need to get some truly. <laughs> um, ew, yeah, I'm glad you did that little intro background because I didn't even think about that. Like if you obviously are a never mo or maybe you left the church way before you came across this, you would be like, what the fuck is Deseret News or Deseret or Deseret Books? Like, yeah. It's all like, and especially this Deseret News, why it, it pisses me off so much because they like try to produce articles that come across as like very unbiased and, you know, like we're, we're a, a valid and relevant newspaper and we're unbiased and blah, blah, blah. But it's not true because every angle is obviously been twisted so that it matches or aligns with the churches, mm-hmm. but they do it in a really, I find manipulative way. Like, so if you're not out of the church and you're still like a firm 
you know, a TBM, you're going to be like, oh my God, this is truth. And it's so oh, right. it's it's a, like, ugh, yeah, it's in a what? newspaper. And like I said there, it's the widest read newspaper in Utah. Like most Mormons have a subscription to this paper and, or they read it online and it's like a quote unquote trusted source, like, <laughs> because it's owned by the church. But then like you were saying it, it has a clear bias. Ugh, it's so yucky. And and like you were saying, too, so out of the three articles, there's the one about the horrendous shooting in Texas. And I just I also I couldn't cover that one because I just read it as very dismissive of the actual problem. It's like, you know what? We're conservative newspaper and we're Mormon one. So we're not going to actually say like, OK, the way to address this is to, you know, to remove anxiety for parents would be to actually have strict gun laws in place and to make a change like I'm so over this thoughts and prayer shit like let's actually have a solution like I just I can't I'm not even going to get on the topic because it just makes my blood boil and especially now being in the UK where like they just can't fathom this kind of stuff and I'm like look I can't either and I'm American I can't wrap my head around it and to have this article where it's like meant to be like oh we're you know, we're really trying to be supportive and like nurturing to those who are affected by this. And it's like, no, I don't want you to talk about how to manage anxiety. Like that's, that's a really important topic. But the real root of this is just making the changes that need to fucking happen. So yeah, if they really cared, they would talk about gun reform and it just doesn't happen in a conservative setting. So yeah, it just feels it, it does, it, it doesn't come across as genuine care when it's yeah like thoughts and prayers manage your stress like sure okay but no thoughts and prayers aren't going to get anything actually done so yes okay we yeah I think we're on the same note that we totally agree and neither of us had the had the gut like the just even the strength to do that because I just felt sick about it um yeah I I just couldn't do it and then the other one the reason why I sent it to Katie, because the other one was like, perspective, is America going to survive Joe Biden? Holy so shit. So again, like, <laughs> very, un, it, it's so biased. It's not unbiased at all, because if it was unbiased, it would be like, you know, let's do all the different perspectives. But obviously, it's just, you know, the the angle of gas prices, which if anyone actually did the research, knew that gas prices aren't linked to the president. Like it's all this shit and it's like inflation and war talk and like all, of, and he even says the world is looking increasingly up, up, uh, apocalyptic. I can literally never say that word. Apocalyptic. <laughs> okay. Struggle <laughs> um, bus. Anyway, so like it just goes on. I was like, how is this even considered a relevant newspaper? It's so biased and it just like reeks of bias writing. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. So I also did not choose that one. Instead, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with another one that makes your just eyes roll, but at least you don't get pissed off as much. Um, <laughs> We're trying to watch your blood pressure because <laughs> you're making a baby. <laughs> I'm growing a baby, so I'm trying to just, like, lower my stress and my blood pressure, so. Um, so this one, I, like, I went to Deseret News, so I was like, let me just look at the other articles that have come out recently, and there's this one that's another perspective piece, okay? Okay. And perspective. <laughs> <I'm scared. laughs> perspective. Latter-day Saints need to tell their own stories. Because they're victims and, like, they don't ever get to tell their own story. Okay. 
Um, oh my god I'm already just sighing because you know what I all morning I mean it's it's only 9 a.m but for like the past three hours I've just been bombarded on Instagram on our Instagram with Mormons freaking out at us and like telling us that we need to pray and like telling their testimony and it's like the last thing that you need to be telling Mormons to talk about themselves and go into spaces where they aren't welcome. But okay, here, I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) It's just so absurd. And it's like, it's supposed to be about movies. So apparently it's the perspective of, you know, I'll I'll get into it. I'm not going to read the whole article because it's a lot and it's, it doesn't need to be read. Um, but just like the the subheader says, we've barely scratched the surface of the narrative potential in our history, doctrine, culture, and lore by Barrett Bergen, May 30th, 2022. So very recent. Mm, the lore. I kind of yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Are we going to have some seer stones and magical hats? <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. And I was waiting for an article like this to come out because of the success of Under the Banner of Heaven. And (laughs) I was like, they're going to come out with something. And and you guys, I'm really sorry that we haven't done an episode yet. Just a little side note. I cannot get it in in the UK or in Germany. And I know you guys have been really sweet and have sent me like all different types of ways to get the VPN but trust me I've tried them all and it still just blocks me so Hulu is a motherfucker and will not let me watch anything here but apparently it's coming to Disney Plus in July so as soon as it's in there I will watch it and we will do a proper episode in the meantime check out Katie's amazing episodes about it on Patreon because they're really fun and I think she even has some special guests that join. So I do. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun over on Patreon. We've been dissecting them episode by episode. So yeah, if you want to, if you want to listen, go on. Yes, please do. I haven't listened to them yet because I'm like, Oh, I don't want to hear Like I want to watch them first and then go back and listen. Um, So yeah. So I wasn't surprised when I was like, Oh, of course they're going to do an article. And I was very curious to see what they were saying. So I'll just read like the first, paragraph which is like the perspective of this article (laughs) so quote while I was at Brigham Young University everyone would roll their eyes at me because I wouldn't shut up about Latter-day Saint cinema the prevailing (laughs) sentiment (laughs) sorry I just it popped into my head like all of those movies that you brought up in Mormon pop culture oh so funny okay sorry and they're all so bad so of course everyone rolled their eyes I would do the same um, anyway, so he goes on to say, or they, the prevailing sentiment was that Latter-day Saint movies were overdone and uninteresting to a general audience and that we should make something else to differentiate ourselves from all the, quote, churchy content being produced, <laughs> which is true. Like, it, you but, know, most of the, the Mormon movies are just like so cringy and only <laughs> interesting to someone who's Mormon. Yeah, how are you going to differentiate that if you, if the focus you still want is to be on the church? Like, it's going to be churchy, unless you're going to take, like, an ex-Mormon angle, which, of course, they're not going to do. It's yeah. still going to have that same vibe of the, the churchy overdoneness, because that's what you want the focus to be. <laughs> exactly. And this whole article, like, it just makes me roll my eyes the whole time, because his, or they, I, I don't know their pronouns, but they are, like, clearly 
trying to be like, yeah, the reason why, you know, church more or active Mormons should produce any Mormon related movie or TV show or entertainment is because we have the the correct perspective and blah, blah. Basically, they just don't want someone who's not Mormon to produce these shows because it doesn't show it in the light that they want it to be, even though it's the truth. It's right. not the perspective that they want. Which yeah. then I'm like, then you can't even write this article. Like this article is all full of shit because you're not wanting the the true cho- like the doctrine and the lore to be out there because you want it to be how you want it to be. That's such a good point. That's exact. That's exactly it. They want to control yeah. how everything looks. Yeah. Yep. Um. So this person goes on to say, I started doing research and found that creators uh, creators of film and literature have long been fascinated by Latter Day Saints, but there are still people unfamiliar with the faith, creating continual marketability. This is why we are seeing an uptick in media such as Murder Among the Mormons, Under the Banner of Heaven, and the forthcoming Sinner versus Saints. This there will it is. Continue. There it is. Yep. yep. <laughs> like we have all this other media that's actually showing what happens in Mormonism. So we need to put out the counter media. Yep. And so like, I'm not even going to like do, I'll, maybe I'll throw in some more of the quotes from this article, but essentially this, this writer is saying that there's a market for Latter-day Saint stories and that they're so unique and, you know, they, they have a place in, in Hollywood or in film, but he thinks, or they think that the expertise that they can offer is needed because then they can just basically correctly historically depict Latter-day Saints because quote, he says quote, because depictions of Latter-day Saints have historically been inaccurate and exercising in large part because the filmmakers and writers stand outside the faith. Oh, fuck off. That's just exactly. not true. It, it's so not true. It, it's, it's actually true. the opposite. It's the opposite because, you know, if they produce something depicting the church's history from like a quote unquote, like the faith promoting standpoint, they would not show any of the awful shit that Joseph Smith and Brigham Young did. They just wouldn't. They would uh, they would leave all of the bad stuff out. So like, yep. yeah, it's the opposite They're They would produce something untruthful. As the church continually has over and over and people outside or who have left the faith are the ones that are producing the actual honest uh, pieces of media. (laughs) Exactly. It's just like this article, honestly, like it gets worse, too. So they go on to say, if someone does not actively identify with a community, he or she is simply less qualified than (gasps) of that community to tell its stories. You know what? (laughs) You know what? Okay. We get this too, like just you left the church, leave it alone, blah blah blah. You don't, you didn't ever really believe, but that's just such bullshit. Like yep. you can leave, you can leave a community, and you know, you still know everything about it, and you are just as qualified to speak on it. And I know it's so just absolutely ridiculous and bollocks, as the Brits paint- say. <laughs> bollocks. It's just and so it, stupid. It paints them in such a light of like being persecuted. Yeah, whole article reeks of that as if they're a minority and they need a voice. Fuck off. No, there are actual minorities and people who need a voice and they're you're not one of them. So shut the fuck up and stop. Yeah, it's like they're equating themselves to someone who perhaps someone who can't change their identity. Right. And then they're like, if you're not part of that, what that group, then you can't tell that story. Well, that's different because you chose 
to be Mormon. Lots of people are in actual groups that they did not choose to be, and you should not be telling that story for them. Let them uh-huh. see that, that that is not the case with Mormons. I'm sorry. No, you do not get to say that you're persecuted like other groups. Just you're know. not. And if I swear to God, if I hear that one more time, I'm going to just lose my shit on someone. I can't handle it. I cannot handle that narrative. It's just huh. absolutely insane. It's so dismissive. It's just ridiculous. Um, and then, okay, this person, okay, I can't even know this article. They go on to say that it's more about the intent of the artist and quote, artistic intent influences everything. Imagine asking someone to write a profile of you. Who would who would get it right? A lover, a family member, an embittered ex, a stranger who did his research. All of these possibilities come with inherent risk and biases. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that you're saying, like, go with the bias that makes you in the best light. Uh Uh-huh. It's fine if you want to do that personally, but when it comes to an organization that is taking people's money by the billions, I'd say get all perspectives, not just the one that paints it in a good light. Oh, my God. Exactly. And then so this person like tries to kind of like cover it up by being like, you know, similarly, non-Mormons run the risk of getting things wrong as outsiders, but active members run the risk of being too apologetic to the point of inaccuracy, and former members run the risk of being too critical to the point of unrecognizability, which is not true. So their solution is to basically have more authentic and genuine stories of Latter-day Saints, but you're not going to get that because then if you get like actual authentic and the key word here is that they literally use the word authentic and genuine stories, they're not going to show the church in a positive way. You can get someone who's a Latter-day Saint who's active and maybe comes across as progressive, but it's never going to be authentic because they're not telling the actual truth. It, it just, yeah. It's their perception of the brainwashing and being told that this is really great and this is what you should you know the church is amazing blah 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 but it's never going to be authentic until you basically take that out of the the scenario and come up with your own conclusion about what's happening and that's just not going to happen when you're in the church it's not it just it just won't like you said you can have mm-hmm. like a progressive mormon do do whatever whatever they want make some documentary or something but the truth is it, it's the the core and the doctrine and the leaders of the church that are rotten. And so you can have like maybe a nice progressive documentary, like look how, look how nice all these Mormon people are. Look how accepting we are of gay people. But then when you look at the actual doctrine and their teachings, it's like, Oh, you're an outlier. And you're not, if you are like pro LGBTQ and a Mormon, that's not those two don't mix. Like (laughs) you're, that's not actually the doctrine of being, a Mormon. So yeah, like no. you said, then you're reaching the point where it's not authentic anymore. Exactly. Um, and okay, so I'm just going to close with his or their closing statement, which uh, there's one line in there, which I'm very curious to see which one you, <laughs> if you'll pick up on the one line that literally made me want to throw my phone out the window. Um, <laughs> Quote, it's my firm belief that we're barely that we've barely scratched the surface of the narrative potential in our history, doctrine, culture and lore. That is why I will continue to encourage identifying. Ooh, heartburn right there. Sorry, guys. (laughs) 
identifying Latter-day Saint filmmakers across the spectrum of belief and activity to reclaim their heritage and engage in our filmmaking in a balanced and well-crafted way. It's our birthright. And the art we make will be good for both the faith and the larger world. Oh, my God. Is it the it's the birthright? Yes. (laughs) Again, as if you're just can't. It's like it's our birthright. We're destined to tell our story. For it's the that chosen people. Yes. yes. So entitled. Uh, and how it's saying, like, if we tell this story, like, we share. It's, yeah, it's another form of missionary work, basically, saying that we'll help the faith of everyone, including the whole world. Like, as if the whole world needs Mormonism. Exactly. <laughs> as if. No one cares. <laughs> Do you, but don't involve the rest of the world. Fuck off. I don't get it. <laughs> It's our birthright. It's our birthright. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that to trolls, just responding with just, it's my birthright. You know what I said to someone this morning? They were like, because they were trying to argue with me, and then they just finished with like something like, whatever, God still loves you. And so I just responded with, Satan still loves you. <laughs> like, how do you like it, weirdos? Like, <laughs> don't tell me something like that. It's just weird oh so good okay that article was great that was cringy that was so good well the article that I picked again Sarah sent this to me so thanks Sarah the title alone I was like this wording on the title annoys me just as a person Mm -hmm. who speaks English so (laughs) it's by Kelsey Dallas written on May 22nd, 2022, and the title of the article is Most Americans Pray for Their Coworkers, But the Company, Not So Much. <laughs> like, what kind of a, what kind of a title, like a headline is that? That's <laughs> It's so cringy. Like, whenever I saw it, I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this is, okay, yep, this is happening. But most Americans <sighs> pray for their coworkers. I I haven't even gotten into the article yet, and I just want to say I highly doubt it. But, okay. <laughs> so, here, here how it begins. As companies across the country launch initiatives aimed at reducing sexism, racism, and a host of other isms in the office, religion experts worry that business leaders are failing to root out discrimination based on faith. Oh, God, here we go again, because they're victims. They're, they're the ones. Yep. Yeah, again, again, like we said, so sexism, racism, homophobia, all of that stuff. Those are things that the, it's part of your identity that you cannot change. Now, when you're a Mormon and you're being obnoxious about it in the workplace, you chose to be a Mormon and talk about it. Like, yep. I, just, I don't know how they identify themselves as these groups. They, they identify themselves in the same vein as people experiencing racism. And that's not mm-hmm. the thing at it's all. Not. It's not. You choose to talk about your personal religion in a public place. People who experience racism do not just say, hey, I want to just talk about the fact that my skin color is different than your white one. Like, let's just bring it. You know what I mean? Like they might, but you shouldn't have to experience any type of negative 
conversation or actions towards you because you decided to bring that up. And that's like a natural, that's part of who you are. It's not a choice. Right. Right. It's not like you're choosing to, yeah. Yeah. You're choosing it. And I'd like to clarify that no one, like no matter what their religion, like no one should be targeted because of their religion. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, no, no, no. You chose your religion. And also a lot of times they equate being persecuted or targeted with people just questioning their religion or maybe poking fun at it or something. So there, it's not actually um, many times, especially with Mormonism, they're not as persecuted as they claim to be. Now, in terms like, for example, like pe- someone who's Jewish, Jewish people have been historically persecuted horribly mm-hmm. and it's very different, but they like to try to bring that up and equate the two and it's not the same. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Uh, Workplaces assume religion is not a relevant piece of diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, said Elaine Howard Eklund, professor of sociology and director of religion (laughs) and public life program at Rice University. Uh, So she says workplaces assume religion is not a a relevant piece of this stuff. And I'm just like, it shouldn't be in the workplace. Like why? Like let you need to keep that personal. Exactly. And also, whatever, but you don't, work is for work, not for worship. (laughs) And I also find it really hypocritical because if, you know, during the hiring process, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't had a job in the States in the last 10 years, but, you know, as someone who's hiring an employee, you can't ask them about their religion or anything like that. So then why would it be okay if, you know, your boss or employer is not able to talk about your religion that you then are able to just talk about it with your colleagues. That's you a really good point. Me, yeah. I just think it should not be in the workplace unless someone directly asks you, like, if your colleague says, hey, tell me about blah, 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 like, okay, fine, then you can chat about it. But other than that, you really shouldn't, like, I just think it should be separated entirely. Like, oh, I agree. And if they're worried about <laughs> them being targeted, like they were saying, included in the isms, then it's like, then it should be not included then, because then you can't be discriminated against depending exactly. on whatever. Exactly. And, and I think um, you make a good point and a good disclaimer that, of course, we're not saying that, like, if you're in the workplace and you are religious or you have some type of spiritual connection or, or anything like that, that you should be persecuted for talking about it at work. We're not saying that at all. Like, of course, no, you know, no one should be able to discriminate against anyone. We're just saying that, you know, it, it might it's not just about you. Like, I feel like Mormons have this perspective, like, I want to be able to talk about the you know church in, in public and with my co-workers but it's not fair to your colleagues who's to say that they want to hear about it like it might make that, them uncomfortable right. that's exactly my point is it's like it just should be personal and I just don't think that it is appropriate to to make it <laughs> they're trying to in, like insert it in to the workplace when it's like what about people who don't want to be religious what about people who don't want to yeah. hear this stuff and it's just better to not not do that but of course they just think you need to always have a missionary moment and talk about mm-hmm. it and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, this is where I start to get very annoyed it says in reality surveys have shown that many Americans want to be able to talk about their faith at work and that some even see their career as a spiritual calling <laughs> god <laughs> oh, ah. I never heard it uh, um more than one third of U.S. adults, 37 percent, 
say religion played at least a minor role in their choice of where to work, according to the Faith in America survey from Deseret News. Again, they conducted the survey. So this is the survey they're referencing about how people want religion in the workplace. Like, well, now I don't trust this survey whatsoever because no, it was so by the Yeah. Like, okay. So here's the survey. There's like a graphic of it. And it says, does religion influence Americans' career decisions? Percentage of U.S. adults who say faith plays the following role in their decision about where to work. So 15% of people that the Deseret News surveyed said it plays a major role. 15%. 22% said it was a minor role. And then 61% said it played no role at all. So they're trying to frame this survey as if like, well, look, the, the 15% and the 22% say it plays a major role when they're not even looking at the majority. 61% says it doesn't even play a major role. And this was their own bias survey. So I was just like, why are you trying to reframe this as like, oh, we need to talk about it. Like it's so important to have religion in the workplace when most people are saying, nah. <laughs> exactly. It's just so baffling. Like their case would have been stronger if they didn't include this survey. It's not doing it, them any favor. It's not doing any. No. So then it says, <laughs> Despite findings like these, few business leaders think about religion when they consider how to make their company a more open, welcoming place. And that oversight leads them to miss opportunities to improve their office and society as a whole. Okay, so we're throwing in society as a whole. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, and how like incorporating religion will make their company a more open and welcoming place. I'm sorry, not that's just not. That's not true, and that's not going to work for you because you're just going to start inserting Mormonism into the workplace. How does anyone who's your employee that's gay, how are they going to feel about that when it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, this company is run by a church that's anti-gay? Cool. Exactly. Mm. Yep. Um, And then they claim when businesses positively engage with religious diversity, it's good for society, good for inclusiveness, and good for the bottom line. Um. What? What is bottom line even? What? Yeah. Can I see some proof of this? Because I don't. Yeah, I don't agree. <laughs> it's just like uh, they're just throwing out random statements and acting as if it's backed up with facts and stats. Would we all know it's not true? It's just not. It's like that. We know that this doesn't work. What about <sighs> yeah, people who are just like all about the separation of church and state? they claim to be they claim to be all for the constitution and then they support shit like this where it's like Mm -hmm. you're asking for trouble because the dominant religion is going to be the one that's going to take over it's just uh, no yep uh so here's another little graphic about part of the survey it says (laughs) this is just so cringy it says who is your source for moral guidance and Uh, i know so they i guess yeah Mine's my cat. I love cats. I feel like I go to them for my moral guidance. They're like, fuck off all the time, which I love. I think it's great. Mine's my dog. She's like, I love you all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so 79% of people said they went to their family for moral guidance. Okay. Yeah, 66% said the rule of law. 65% said friends. 
63% said religious teachings, 57% said religious leader, 45% said well-known spiritual leader, 29% said boss or work colleague. (laughs) Sorry, what? Oh, it gets better. Just listen. 16% said political leaders, 12% said favorite social media influencer, 10% 10% said favorite athlete, and 10% said Oprah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> My God, this is why America is in the state that it's in right now. I am concerned. I am so concerned. I I just, oh my God. just It cracks me up that this was a real, like a quote unquote real survey that Deseret News did for this article. Like, as if... I- trying to show the importance of religion but this was a poll taken by the Deseret News which is owned by the Mormon Church so of course they're going to survey religious people but also can you just imagine like on a serious note and I'm I'm really trying to understand this taking this survey and being like where do I get like moral compass like directions from like where where would I go if I'm in a moral predicament Hmm. My latest Instagram influencer. They seem pretty <laughs> legit. I trust them. What? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just so baffled. And even like politicians, like, you know, I would never go to Biden or anyone for moral, like, hell no, that I'm obviously, you know, I'm a Democrat. I'm, I'm happy he's in the office, but I would never be like, you know what? He's the person I want to go to for some moral direction and like support no like no what yeah and even in their own survey that is biased like we said most people answered family like or a trusted family exactly which is what I would probably answer a trusted yeah so even in their bias survey religious leaders and religions didn't weren't the most common answered so again they're using these surveys to try to prove a point that's like totally going against what they're saying. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> All right, this part makes me mad, uh, so be prepared to get mad. It says Muslims and Jews often feel like they're being treated as foreign or exotic and suffering due to the negative associations people have with their faith groups as a whole. But evangelical Christians, on the other hand, feel like they're mocked for their individual moral views. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. I cannot with them. I cannot. It's always like, we're the persecuted ones, blah, blah, blah. I can't. No, you're not. You know what? You know, like, Jewish people have always been persecuted, and that's very, very different. And a lot of it is related to nationality and race. It's not necessarily just because of their particular faith. Same with Muslim uh, people who practice Islam. It's a lot of racism and nationalism and xenophobia coming into play there. Whereas evangelical Christians, they feel like they're mocked. Oh, you want to know why you're mocked? It's because you're hateful and bigoted. You're not, yeah. pers- you're not persecuted in the same way. It's not the same thing as what Muslims and Jews experience at all. And it just makes it tough. <laughs> it, it's, it's the same as like the trolls that we get that are always like, yeah, you guys, like, if you if you hate the church, then just leave. Like, why do you always got to come against, like, come after us and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you're on our page. Fuck off. And it's not about you. It's really not. You're not. And we're, 
Yeah, and we we're allowed to speak about our experience and speak about the truth of a church that has harmed so many. Like we're not actively persecuting individual Mormons. Actually, what we're trying to do is help them get out of an oppressive cult. Yep. We're trying to help them to have an avenue where they can, you know, just explore a bit and try to figure it out and feel safe without having to feel like I'm not allowed to Google it because then that's going to be Satan. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's we're trying to help people in an <laughs> obvious way so that if they're so questioning it, they can be like, oh, yeah, those those horrible, bitter ex-Mormons. But then in the back of their head, they're like, but maybe that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. Okay. Well, now I, this is an interesting fact, Sarah. So the faith, the faith in America survey showed that seven in 10 U.S. adults have prayed for a work colleague. However, just 37% have prayed for their business or company. I don't believe that's (laughs) that. I don't. That's crazy. I mean, even when I was a Mormon, I didn't pray for my coworkers. No, me either. That's what I, I literally was just thinking that like when I was a Mormon, did I ever pray for a coworker? And I, I don't, I cannot off the top of my head recall me ever praying for a colleague, even when I was in Utah and I, my bosses were Mormon and my colleagues were predominantly Mormon. I can't ever imagine being like, oh, I'm they're in my prayers. I, I don't, yeah, I can't even remember a single time. I mean, I'm sure it happens, right? Like people, they get close and maybe someone suffers an illness and they're like, oh, I'll pray for you. But like, I, I also, what is this trying to prove? I guess maybe they're trying to prove that people want to pray at work or be more open about prayer or some shit. I don't know. I, uh, I want to see receipts. I don't believe this stat. <laughs> I also then, saw a meme the other day or like a, one of those like, you know, uh, yeah, basically a meme that was from a, a very conservative person who I love dearly, um, but they posted it and I was just like, Ugh. it was basically like, you know, the problem with America is that we need to put Jesus back in the schools and workplace and government. Oh, no, like, no, 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 that's the last thing <laughs> I, we need. I know. And it kills me because I'm like, you guys don't realize how hypocritical it is. Like, it just drives me crazy where it's like. Other religions aren't allowed to say anything in the workplace, but Christianity should. And also, like, the whole reason why America was apparently established was freedom of religion. So why are we now, like, everything is so embedded with religion and Christianity? Right. We have to be a a Christian nation. But yet, if that Christian went to work and there was, you know, like, an open like a Muslim openly practicing and praying, they would be like, that's inappropriate. But uh-huh. if you're praying to celestial Jesus or <laughs> Christian Jesus, I mean, I Christian Jesus is Christian. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then it's fine. Then it, that's okay. I just, I, that's why I love the satanic temple is because when Christians do this shit and they try to insert uh, Christianity, like into schools and stuff, the satanic temple will be like, okay, well, we're going to start an app school program you have one for christian kids we're gonna have a satanist one (laughs) where they hand out like coloring books that have like cute little cartoon demons on them and it's just so great yeah you can't just have it one way if you're gonna have religion in schools all of them have to be involved i guess (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. That's the only way it's going to be. Like, you know, I would actually then respect that if these Christian conservatives who are like trying to really say like we need to put religion back in the schools and fine like as long as you're open and tolerant to all religions go for it you know yeah, but that's not the case that's not, that includes all the ones that you think are evil so exactly yep. so here's another graphic that's gonna probably make you giggle it's from <laughs> their special little survey it says percentage of u.s adults who said they've prayed for the following so they say they've prayed for a family member, 86%. Now, okay. I can see that if you're a religious person, but like, I don't, that's just, that's quite high. But anyway, okay. That's you way too high. They they obviously have a, a, a skewed like survey yeah. system. It must be like everyone they surveyed is affiliated it's religious. with religion. Yeah. It must there's be no because there's a, there's a higher percentage of that in the U.S. that are atheist or agnostic that don't pray. So exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, and then 70% apparently said they pray, have prayed for a work colleague, like we said. And then uh, we said 37% prayed for their business, their company. And then apparently 43% of those surveyed have prayed for a politician. Uh, like, and you know that they were praying for Trump. Oh, my I'm God, of course. Of course they were. Like. <laughs> Trump. Oh, gross. They but then he wrote down his name in the temple as well and had like prayers oh, for the gross. temple. Ew. <laughs> and then this one just made me cackle. 18% of these surveyed said that they've prayed for a sports team. <laughs> <laughs> and they must have been praying for the Cougars, the BYU Cougars, right? BYU yes. football. Of course. Oh, my God. The fact that that's like, how can you? I mean, I'm not judging because you know what? During my time as a Mormon, I prayed for some ridiculous shit where I was just like, why would I think that if there is a God that he would be like, <laughs> right, let me take note of this prayer request because it's so important. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys, it's so funny. I've, I've, I've been the same. So, yeah, not judging. I've prayed for ridiculous garbage, too. But when people I love that they just admitted that they prayed for a sports team. And then, you know, during sports sports ball games <laughs> especially okay. you know you hear this a lot maybe perhaps like after the Super Bowl and they'll interview the the MVP and a lot of times that athlete will just will start off by saying I want to thank God and I remember yes. <laughs> I remember one year we were having a Super Bowl party it was the end of the Super Bowl, so I was toasted. I was pretty drunk. Yeah. And the, I don't even remember who the athlete was, but he started off by saying, I just want to thank God. Like, I couldn't have done this without God. And I think I just rolled my eyes and said, like, oh, for fuck's sake. And <laughs> luckily, people around me laughed. I don't think I offended anybody. Maybe I did have someone there that was religious. But it's just like, really? God cares about the Super Bowl when there is so much more going on that he could take care of? Like, what the Oh, people out there praying for the sports so team. true, though. It's just like, and, and I think it goes back to what we talked about before, where people feel like they have to thank God for their, you know, success or else they'll be cursed or they won't do as well the next time, example, the next game. And so it's like always this like, oh, you know, when you're Christian, it's like, oh, they didn't thank God for the fact that they won the game. Like, that's pretty blasphemous. Oh, you know? it's so <laughs> ridiculous 
It's just so absurd. Like, honestly, if there is a God, do you think he's out there being like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to wait to call the Super Bowl game to see how many prayers I get on each side of the team. And then. I'll yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll probably, yeah, I'll maybe I'll let the team, the team that Tim Tebow's on win because like he prayed and you know I just like, I really like that attention. Face, so. <laughs> that attention is so great. Oh my god, that reminds me, petty god. A little side note, another Instagram comment was like arguing with us about, well, of course, like of course tithing is required to get into heaven, like. Do you think that it's just free to get into the highest university in the country or do you have to pay? And I was like, oh, you just proved our point for us. Apparently, God is just like some petty, money hungry dean of education. Like, <laughs> like great. Oh, great my God. Point, bro. Um, <laughs> I just was thinking, though, because when you were talking about the trolls that you were like commenting to this morning, it kind of hit me like, Oh, that's right. Like, I haven't received any notifications. I just realized it's because I got a new phone and I hadn't set up the our podcast account on my Instagram. So then I was like, okay, let me look into that. And I briefly saw all those comments you were talking about. Oh, yeah. You'll have fun going and looking through there. People are ridiculous. <laughs> so funny. I just, they were so absurd. Ugh. Anytime it's a picture of the prophet or something about the prophet, they lose their shit. Yeah. Isn't that true? Like you can, we've poked fun at Jesus before and they don't care as much, but when you, when you make fun of their prophet, they kind of go bazoinkas. <laughs> Mr. Burns is a no-no for them. They don't like it. Mr. Burns. The last line from this article that I'm going to read, it's it just says that people in occupations where they suspect other people have religious beliefs like them are more likely to feel comfortable having other people know their religious beliefs. So it's like, sure, that's true, but that's like, I just don't think that's appropriate because then, of course, you're going to hire within your religion. Exactly, which I did find happened quite a lot in Utah. Like, again, not every Utah business owner or company did, but I just I did find that that was always the vibe of like going into interviews was sussing out whether or not you were Mormon and if you were Uh active before they would hire you. You know what? That reminds me of even here in Phoenix. it was in like an adjoining kind of like suburb of Phoenix. I went to interview for a job years back and um, it, it came out somehow. Oh, because they were looking at my resume and they noticed that I had come from Utah, moved to, to Arizona from Utah. And they started like chatting me up about Utah and it it very quickly came up. And I, I didn't think much of it at the time because I was like freshly out of Mormonism, uh-huh. but it came up pretty quickly that like they were Mormon and they knew all this Mormon stuff and all the Mormon areas of Utah. And it was like, we were kind of bonding over that. And I got the job and now looking back at it, I see how inappropriate that was like, and I kind of feel icky because it was almost as if I got the job because they were like, Oh, she's a good Mormon girl. Or she came from a good Mormon background. And maybe that's not my, why maybe they just like my qualifications, but still, I feel like it definitely gave me like, an edge up to be able to talk with them about Mormon stuff. And that's not appropriate. Like that should not be a thing. A hundred percent. And you know what? I guarantee you that's what it was. Cause I can tell you so many 
Yeah, interviews. And, you know, to be fair, an opposite way, too, where they're not Mormons, but they would be like, so you went to Brigham Young University. So, huh. Like, they're trying to figure out, like, do I want to hire a Mormon or do I not? And now I'm just like, oh, no, no, I'm not Mormon. Don't worry. I just went to that school. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) It was a dark part of my history. (laughs) It's in my past. Don't judge me for my past. Sorry for what I did when I was Mormon. (laughs) Yeah, so that is that article. And I just, I was just like cracking up the whole time because I was like, someone got paid decent money to write this. And um, it's just so clearly biased and makes it seem like religion is so much more um, important in the workplace than it really is. And I certainly hope that religion doesn't become more a part of the workplace around here because we don't need that. No, no, no. We do not need it. And, you know, instead of all these thoughts and prayers and praying for your coworkers, why don't you just like ask them what they need help with? Like it might, right. that they actually don't want you to talk about whatever it is that they're going through or, you know, if they're going through a hard time financially or emotionally, you know, there are different resources that are actually impactful and helpful that are not praying to an imaginary person. That's not. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, maybe you can actually do something like like an action instead of a prayer exactly yeah well Well, news news. great little gems (laughs) thanks for those articles sarah and it was just uh i feel refreshed that you're back and we're we're back me too (laughs) it feels good to be back i feel like life is normal again life is in balance i am back at it it feels really nice and it's just energizing in a weird way like I feel like once you know if you're not in the headspace to record you can't do it but when you are it is incredible like it's a it's lovely to chat with you Katie and to have listeners listening in um it's good to be back and now we're basically a podcast of three I'm just gonna throw it out there because little little man he's also joining in on these chats he is oh my god it's so cute (laughs) when he gets older I'm gonna be like just just still wait to listen to the podcast because you don't want to know this kind of stuff about your mom but uh... maybe wait till you're a teenager to listen especially to those first few episodes where you you were going into detail Maybe I'll be like, listen, just skip all of those for your own sanity or else I'm going to have to pay for your therapy when you're older, which I will happily do. But like, you don't want to know some stuff about your mom, okay? You know? Some stuff is better unknown. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Okay. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back next week. We will. Bye. Bye.